so many times I've had to fight And so many nights I've had to wipe Well, hello, New Man Olive Church family. Uh, again, I hope all is well with you, you guys. And I hope you stand, as we normally say, safe and healthy. And uh, just always a humbling experience to come before you to share with you the Word of God. And we just pray and hope that it's been a blessing to you and um, to your family. We pray that, um, that God will continue to use this in such a way that it will not only be a blessing to the New Mount Olive Church family, but it will be a blessing to, uh, to many. So um, we're going to have a word of prayer. We're going to get started. And, um, and see what God has to say to us today. Let's, uh, let's talk to the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time uh, that you have chosen, Lord, uh, Lord, to uh, give a word from, from your holy scripture. And Lord, we are humbled by, by this, uh, uh, this uh, responsibility, Lord, and uh, we trust you. And, and, and Lord, we must say that uh, we, we pray that the Holy Spirit of God work in all of this, both the will and to do of your good pleasures. We give you the glory and praises for it all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. If you have your Bibles, um, turn to uh, 2 Samuel. It's in your Old, Old Testament. 2 Samuel chapter 9. And uh, we're going to be talking about the whole chapter um, going to do part one today and uh, we'll do part two at another time uh, but chapter 9 verses 1 through 13 and for your reading we're, we're going to read verses 1 and verse 2 and verse 3 and it says this now King David or now David said is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to, to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? You know, amidst um, all of the bad news that is um, that we're hearing today, um, the upheaval of and and the uh, the tumultuous um, time that we are experiencing today, uh, still dealing with the uh, coronavirus, um, the tragic death of of George Floyd, and uh, the protesting and the rioting that is going on and various cities, uh, the racial injustice that's been uh, revealed uh, in this nation, uh, natural disasters is, is, um, is taking place globally. Everywhere we look, crazy stuff is, is happening. Um, and uh, that let you know that we are uh, uh, truly, as the Bible says, in the last days, or these are the signs of the time. That's not what I wanted to talk about today. As, as important as those issues is to talk about, and, uh, and as, serious as, as serious as they, they may be, 
uh, there's something else I want to focus your mind on. I want you to, uh, to give you a, a, a different perspective on, on, um, on what we need to be focused on today. Today, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to share with you uh, from the Old Testament narrative story uh, that I believe is one of the most beautiful uh, pictures of grace found in the Old Testament. It's neatly nestled in, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 through 13. And if you ever you get time, I pray and hope that you take time and read beautiful story on the grace of God. It paints an excellent portrait of how God displays his unconditional grace towards the undeserved um, for the sake of his son, Jesus Christ. Because of the uh, atoning death of Jesus Christ on the cross to all who believe through faith in Christ and Christ alone, God made a covenant through the shedded blood of Jesus to reconcile the believing sinner to a relationship with him and with his son. So the first question, I, I want to ask a question. What, what is grace? Because that's basically what I want to talk to you about today. Grace. And matter of fact, my subject is captured by grace. Captured by grace. So let, let me answer the question, what is grace? Let me give you a classic definition of the word grace. Grace is the unmerited favor or kindness of God granted and extended to someone who doesn't deserve it, who can't earn it, and who can never repay it. So, grace is a positive act of God. Grace is unconditional acceptance in spite of me and in spite of you. Grace is a demonstration of God's love uh, that is undeserved, that is unearned, and that is unpayable. This story is about a young man who was living a messed up life. He had a messed up name. His name was Mephibosheth. His name meant shame, a good for nothing but destruction. I don't know what parent would name their child Shane, but this young man name was Shane, good for nothing but for destruction. And not only he had a messed up name, but he also had a, a he lived in a messed up place, a place the Bible called Lodabar. Uh, this word Lodabar simply means no pasture land. In other words, he lived in a place that that was obscure a place that was barren, a place that was desolate, unproductive. By and large, he lived in a wasteland. Today, in time, we'll say that he lived on the bad side of the track, on the south side of the track. But this guy had a bad name. He lived in a bad place. And he also, uh, he also uh, suffered with two messed up legs. He was a cripple. He couldn't walk. He couldn't work. He couldn't even go to war. Looking at the social economical scale of that day, and even today, this brother was poor. He was broke, busted, and disgusted. His life was counted according to 
societal standard as worthless. But one day, one day, as King David was at home in his palace, he remembered the covenant that he made with Saul, who was the former king of Israel. And Jonathan, David's dearest and closest friend, who was the father of Mephibosheth. They both was killed in battle. In chapter 20 and chapter 24, David made a binding covenant with Saul and Jonathan that their descendant after him would not be cut off and that David would not destroy their names from, the, from their father's household. So in 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1, it says, Now David said, emphasis added, I wonder, I, I just wonder, is there still anyone who is left in the house of Saul that I may show the kindness, uh, grace, or that I may show favor for Jonathan's sake? Now, to make sure there is clarity in this, I, I want you to picture, uh, I want you to see King David as a picture of God. I want you to see Jonathan as a picture of Jesus. And I want you to see Mephibosheth as a picture of, uh, of us, uh, undeserved sinners. So here, here very briefly, I, I want to give, I have five that I want to share with you, but I'm only going to do two today. Uh, but I want to give you uh, uh, the, the, the five things that the grace of God has bestowed upon each of us who have believed in Jesus Christ. I don't want to give you two today. Number one, number one, we was chosen by his grace. Let me say it again. We was chosen by his grace. Second Samuel, let's look at chapter nine again, verse three and verse five, through verse five. It says that, then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Makar, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Makar, the son of Amiel from Lodabar. Now, in other words, if you look at that real good, you'll see a good demonstration of how, listen, uh, Jonathan, uh, uh, this young man, Mephibosheth, was found by grace. Grace found him. Now, spiritually speaking, like Mephibosheth, all of us was hiding from God, living a messed up life. Matter of fact, the Bible says like this in Romans, it said, for we all have sinned. And come short of the glorious standard of God. We was all living a messed up life. We was all doomed for destruction. Matter of fact, I love what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through verse 3. Paul said it, I mean, and he just told the truth on us. He says this, he said, we was dead in our trespasses and sin. We walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air. We were disobedient, conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, 
fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind. By nature, we were children of wrath. But I love what verse 4 said and in Ephesians chapter 2. It says, but God. But God. See, he sent his rich mercy. If you read chapter 2 and, and look at verse 4, you'll see what God sent his rich mercy and his great love, which is rich mercy and his great love birthed grace one day. And, and he, he searched for me and he searched for you. He found me and he found you. He knocked at my door one day and he, and he said to me, Doug, the king wants to see you. His grace captured me. His grace saved me. His grace delivered me. His grace rescued me. Likewise, his grace found you. Knocked at your door. Whatever your name may be, grace knocked at your door one day and said to you, the king wants an appointment with you. The king wants you to be with him. And I don't know about you, but that is good news when we know that grace, it was the grace of God that chose that chose us. You know, e Ephesians chapter uh, Chapter one uh, says, uh, chapter one, verse four, a says, just as he was chosen, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Check it out here. Jesus chose us before the foundation of the world. He chose us before the foundation of the world. That is good news. That is good news for all of us to know that Christ has chosen us. God has chosen us before the foundation of the world. Then Jesus says this in St. John chapter 15, verse 16. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed that you should go forth and bear fruit. Ain't that good news? The grace of God chose me. I didn't go looking for it. He chose me. While the Bible says while we was in our sin, God demonstrated his love towards us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Grace chose me. Even when I was doing my own thing, even when you was doing your own thing, the good news is God still loved you. And he reached out and he came after you. He came after me. That is good news. Number two I want to do today is we were accepted by his grace. Second Samuel chapter nine, verse three, B through five. It says, and Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Makar, the son of Amiel and Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Makar, the son of Amiel from Lodabar. Now notice something. The king did not respond to the statement made regarding the young man's condition. He simply said, where is he? And then he said, go get him. See, in verse one, King David asks, is there still someone who I can show the kindness of the Lord to? He didn't ask, is, is that someone qualified? He did not ask, is that someone worthy? He did not ask, is that someone who met the palace criteria? 
He didn't even ask who was right or, or who was good or who was perfect. No, but he asked if there's somebody, if there's anybody. In other words, whosoever, whosoever will, let them come and I will receive them unto myself. See, my brothers and my sisters, when God sent out his grace to the world like King David, Jesus is saying, whosoever will, whatever condition they may be in, I will accept them. The cripple, the broken, the, uh, the down and out, I will receive. The have-nots, the misfits, the castaways, the rejected, I will receive them all. David said, is there anyone that I can show the kindness of God to for Jonathan's sake? God is saying to us today, uh, God is saying from his word, is there anyone that I can show my favor, my grace, my kindness to for Jesus' sake? So uh, he not only uh, chose us, but he accepted us. Have you ever been rejected? Have you ever been rejected because of who you are? Maybe because of your social, your social standard. Maybe because of the color of your skin. Maybe because of your uh, economic status. Have you ever been rejected? Uh, that's, that's a terrible feeling. But I want you to know that we serve a God. And there is a God that is in heaven that love you. That fully have chosen you and have fully accepted you and, and 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 because all because of his son Jesus Christ see like Mephibosheth none of us was qualified we was not worthy no we was not fit for heavenly for the heavenly criteria but Ephesians 1 and 6 says by his grace he made us accepted in the beloved to say it another way because of Jesus Christ God accepted us in a love relationship with him and with his son. So why did he do it? Why did he do it? All because of his beloved son, Jesus. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sin. And because of that, he chose us. And not only that, he accepted us. Somebody ought to tell God, thank you for his accepting grace. Thank you for his capturing grace. Thank God for him, uh, him going after you, going after me and, 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 and capturing us in his grace so that we can become a part of this great family of God. I, I, I wish that uh, the whole world would, would, would know of the goodness of God's grace. Uh, Jesus Christ came as a gift to the whole world that the whole world may receive the gift of eternal life. This grace gift has so much to offer uh, the world. And all you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for your sins, and that he rose again, that he might give you eternal life. Now, I want to offer that to you today. Maybe you are here today, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want you to know you are missing out on the greatest thing that you can ever experience in life, and that is the great, awesome, amazing grace of God. And God wants you. God is calling you. He's knocking at your door right now, calling your name, saying, listen, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, want to meet with you, want a relationship with you, want you to come to him because he will in no wise cast you out. 
If you're listening to this message today, I want you to know from the foundation of the world, God has chosen you. God wants you to know that he has accepted you into this love relationship with, with, with him and with his uh, son. So uh, I want to offer you uh, uh, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that you might experience this amazing grace. If you would like to make that decision today, repeat after me by, by praying and, and mean it after your heart. As I pray, repeat after me and just mean it from your heart. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your son, I know that I am a sinner. I have, I, I have sinned and, and I understand by the gospel of Jesus Christ that I cannot save myself. I can't live perfect enough. To, to please you, to satisfy you. So therefore, Lord, I understand that I need a savior and I understand that his name is Jesus. And I ask him right now, Lord, to come into my heart, Lord, to give me eternal life that I may live in heaven with God for all eternity. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you. If you made that decision, there is a number on the bottom of the screen that you can call that number. And if you call and no one picks up, just leave a message, leave your name, leave a message and a telephone number that we can get back in contact with you. And so that because the greatest thing that can ever happen is that you, uh, uh, you, you, you enter into a relationship with the God that created you so that you can have eternal life in heaven with God for all eternity. God bless you. God keep you until the next time. Everything that's been torn down, everything that's been broken, destroyed and dead. Lord, we've life in mind. Everybody wanna be rebuilt. Tell the Lord. If anybody wanna be rebuilt, tell him.